This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the mom room. Two things. Number one, my house is very echoey and I had someone over to talk about the blinds that we still don't have in our windows. And he was saying how when you have curtains over windows, it's really good for echo in the house. So maybe you noticed the last few episodes are very echoey. I know I do when I play it back. It's because our house is quite literally still empty. We have area rugs, well, one on the main floor. But other than that, it's like a big open room with no curtains, nothing. So I think I'm going to put soundproofing stuff on the studio in the basement. I'm sure Amazon sells stuff you just attach to the roof or something. And then I was thinking about just like draping a curtain across one of the walls because I think that would be cool too. The second thing I want to say is that not sleeping sucks. When I don't get a good sleep, I am not functioning the next day like I want to function. It's so frustrating because I'm like, I want to go for a walk. I want to do this. I want to do that. And by the afternoon, I just feel completely depleted of energy. I also didn't eat properly today, probably haven't had enough water. It happens so gradually, but is there a specific age where if you don't get enough sleep, you have no energy the next day? If you don't eat properly, you don't go poop, you don't have energy. If you don't drink enough water, you're super dehydrated and get a headache. When I was younger, I didn't pay attention to any of these things. And now all of a sudden it's become my life's mission to just do things that make me go poo properly and sleep properly. Like, is that what I live for now? Anyways, speaking of eating properly, today's episode is with Lauren and she is the founder of Sweet Lauren's. In the episode, I kept calling it Loren. I don't know why. Is it because I grew up in Northern Ontario and I have, you know, a hint of French in my language? I don't know. Sweet Lauren's is a clean food company and their products are absolutely delicious. Caroline and I were going to town on the cookies. You can just eat the dough. You don't even have to cook the cookies or bake the cookies, however you want to say it. Probably bake because that's proper. You can just eat the dough because they're that clean. They sell them in Loblaws all over Canada, which I was shocked about. They are in the refrigeration aisle, not the freezer. Renee, get it through your head. They are so, 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 so good. And one takeaway from this episode is that you can buy the package of Sweet Lauren's cookies and you can make one or two in the air fryer. That blew my mind. So you don't have to make an entire batch of cookies. You can do them kind of like a print-on-demand sweater or t-shirt. It's like cookies on demand. Lauren is also the mom of two little ones, and we talk all about her transition into motherhood, 
a lot about moms filling their cup. She explains how she fills her own cup. We talk about self-care and what that looks like for her and how it's often portrayed as having a bath or going for a massage, but it can be a lot deeper than that. She also lives in Los Angeles, and so I asked her about her maternity leave. She is the founder of a massive company, and she is currently on maternity leave right now. We all know maternity leave in the U.S. looks a lot different from here in Canada, so I asked her a lot about that as well. And then, of course, we talk about the product and the cookies and what it was like building such a massive business business, especially in the food space, which I imagine could be quite difficult. So without further ado, guys, please welcome Lauren Brill to the Mom Room Podcast. Also, side note, they have a pumpkin flavored cookie out now. So run to the grocery store. Welcome to the Mom Room. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So the first question I often ask moms who come on the podcast is what your transition into motherhood was like. Was there anything that was unexpected? Were you prepared for postpartum? Were you like, what the fuck is going on? What was it like for you? So I have two little girls and my first daughter is two and a half. So I had her during COVID and... Mm. So that was an experience in itself. But I think everyone says, you know, nothing can prepare you for kind of motherhood because I honestly, none of my best friends had kids and I, like none of my super close friends had kids and I was witness to like all of the hardships to really see what it was like. You know, like I, it, everyone's just like, oh, you bring a baby home from the hospital. And it's like, I have one friend who's a doctor, who sent me a bunch of like disposable diapers mm. and like all of the- Love her. Love her. <laughs> all of like the, you know, cold packs and like nipple creams and just, and she was like, listen, I don't think anyone's had like the real conversation with you of like what it's going to be like for recovery, but I'm here. I'm sending you this care package now. And I so, I don't remember all the other onesies and stuff I got. It's like, I remember that. And I mm-hmm. so appreciated just, you know, like someone being really real about it, you know, because it's like it gets cuter as you heal and everything's, you know, you get used to everything, but it was just so intense. So my first pregnancy was really easy. And so I liked being pregnant, but then actually I had an ovarian cyst right after I gave birth and it was benign, but they couldn't operate on it until six weeks postpartum. So like my recovery was so I'm in such a better situation now with my second kid than I was with my first because I had a great pregnancy I was expecting like and the delivery was pretty easy I only pushed for 45 minutes I was mm. indu- I was induced same no one told me about how 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 that would go because yeah. like, they had to put the balloon in it they had to pop my water like the, like again things that like no one really sat me down to super explain. So you're just kind of on this adventure of delivery. Thankfully, the baby was healthy and I was only pushing for 45 minutes. But then I think just the recovery was so intense because I had this ovarian cyst that was huge. How did you discover the ovarian cyst? So I had my first daughter, Skylar, come home from the hospital. I had a friend who had a kid like six weeks earlier than I was. And she... She just looked like she was almost back in shape, you know, Mm. and I still looked pregnant. Like I just still had this like, I just still had volume in my stomach. And my husband was like, Lauren, I just, something doesn't like, 
look right. And I was like, I don't feel right. Again, this is my first pregnancy, my first baby. So like, I don't know what to expect, but everyone was like, after two weeks, you should be able to sit easily and feel. And I was like, I don't feel good. Like a pressure? It was a pressure. And like, I think there was so much, there was three liters of fluid in this cyst. So I didn't realize all of that weight was, you know, pushing down. Like I couldn't heal. Like it was, it just took longer to heal, Mm -hmm. I think. So I just felt so bruised and uncomfortable. And so I went back to my OB and she was like, oh, it's probably nothing. Go, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she was like, wait a minute. It looks like you're like holding, your bladder looks really full. And I was like, I just went to the bathroom. She's like, sometimes like the bladder just, you know, has a hard time kind of getting back into shape. Like I'm sending you to your urologist urologist puts a catheter in, like, he's like, oh, nothing's come out. And I'm like, Jesus, this is like so intense. I'm still healing. And then he's like, actually, I see a cyst, but it's like all fluid. Don't be worried about it. Like, let's send you to a specialist. So again, it was kind of crazy. So then they sent me, thankfully, to an amazing doctor who was like, you know, I can't operate on you till you're six weeks postpartum. So you have to wait another three weeks, you know, walking around with like three liters of fluid. And, you know, and being a new mom and just like trying to breastfeed and like just my body, I think, was going through so much stress. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, you're just watching milk come in and trying to make sure your baby's happy and trying to sleep. And, you know, it's it's just so much. So then I recovered from that. So all that to say is that my first pregnancy was super intense, like just the recovery of it. And I think learning all those things for the first time and it being COVID and just caring so much about like health and what's what would happen if a baby got COVID? Mm. I mean, it was just at the very beginning before we knew anything. So all of that just was, it was stressful, you know? But then I feel like after six months, I, I feel like, okay, we got like the hang of it, you know? And she started smiling and laughing and like, you know, we, not just me, but me and my husband, I think both felt like a much deeper connection to her, you mm-hmm. know? And I was fully recovered and like finally getting back into shape and mentally, you know, getting stronger and I stopped breastfeeding. I think that really helped me because I talk think, about that because that's a big, I think I breastfed for two weeks and I was so anxious and he was having diarrhea and it was a whole mm. thing. And people that are listening are like, we know Renee, you've yeah. told this story before, <laughs> but it was such a difficult decision for me to be like, I'm going to switch to formula ended up being the absolute best thing we could have done for totally. multiple reasons. But I felt I specifically remember the time my husband, Milo, was crying. He was having diarrhea. I was so worried he wasn't getting the proper nutrients. And my husband was like, we're going to just give him formula. Yeah. And I was like, let it go. I needed someone to say that to me because I wouldn't have made that decision by myself. And I was like, thank God for my husband. Did you have a hard time with that decision? Absolutely. So I'm in like the natural food industry. All I care about is like Mm. clean, unprocessed, real ingredients because I think that's what your body, you know, it's the best. It's the best tasting. It's better for you. And I love that connection with the baby. But- I also have a, a funny story, like, you know, when my husband too is like very into health and he was like, Lauren, like we should breastfeed for as long as possible. And I was like, yeah. So in my head, I was like, of course, I'll breastfeed for like a year. That mm-hmm. sounds great. But I had no idea how stressful it would be and just taxing on the body. And then there's also this thing, I have my own business. So like I was going back to work and we had a nanny and I didn't want to be the one just responsible yeah. to always feed the baby. It's too. like every three hours. It's like, it's like, hello, can anyone else help? You know, and then just trying to go for like a walk. Like, and all of a sudden getting a call 10 minutes later, she's starving, come back. And you're like, oh my God, I have no life. So I think that like, I, so I switched to pumping to like, to to be like, okay, I'm going to pump 
as much as possible and I'll feed the baby a little bit. And that way, like everyone else can feed the baby and it's not all on me. That was like my first step. And then I think like, I really started to realize like how miserable I kind of was and how exhausted my body was. So my first daughter, four and a half months, I breastfed. I definitely, we started sleep training at 10 weeks and we started giving her some formula at night. And just, so it was kind of a mixture after that. But yes, I felt incredibly guilty. And I felt like, why can't my body just like produce like this unbelievable milk easily? Like some people just like have an easy time with it and they breastfeed wherever, whenever. And it's like beautiful. I didn't realize like you could have like a slow letdown and like, you know, like for me, I had a slow letdown. So like my baby, it just like, she loved being on the boob, but like, it just took so long for her to get mm. milk. And so Milo then, was like 45 minutes that's on what, each that's side. What I'm I, like, exactly. What is my life? What is my life? That's what happened to me. I was like, there gets to be a point where like, this isn't cute anymore. Yeah. Like I'm exhausted and like, it's not good for either of us. So the funny story is, so my husband is like, you know what? Let me call my mom. Let me figure out. I don't know how long I was breastfed for. <laughs> Calls his mom. She's like, honey, I never breastfed you. Uh-huh. You know, his Same. mind was, I was his never mind, breastfed. His mind was blown. Yeah. And I think that's when he was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm totally fine and healthy. You can survive and be a functioning adult yeah, with like, your own formula. Yeah. And really, we, and like, it's true. It's really important because like, it's all on you as the mom to like, you're the one who could breastfeed. Do you want it? How bad do you want it? You want to be a great mom. You want your kid to have like this healthy gut and, you know, get the best nutrients and all that. And at the end of the day, it was just like, he was like, Lauren, whatever makes you happy, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, we just want the baby to be fed and happy and healthy and a million people are on formula and it's totally fine. And so I think I was like, and also we had a sleep coaching, like, you know, consultant we hired. And what she said to me just helped me. She was like, congratulations. Like you have already given the baby, this was at like, you know, 10 weeks. She was like, this first six weeks are the most important. Like it helps with gut lining. You've already done that. Like anything else is gravy and just congratulations. Cause like no one like really just stops to say like, thank you for dedicating like basically stuff is hard. your entire life, uh-huh. you know, for the last two years or whatever, you know, to having this baby and taking care of it. And so, yeah. And then once you start, even with our baby now, we have a three month old named Ray and I'm still breastfeeding and, but I'm going to stop over the next month because I actually have a trip scheduled. So I'm like, I'm not going on a trip and pumping with a freezer bag with a freezer bag and it's international and I'm like I'm not even gonna be able to bring that the milk back I'm like no like I that's a great cutoff for Lauren to get like her life back and her body back and so I think that like you know depending on your circumstances like I just I think you really like moms just don't need to be so hard on themselves like I think the second it's like not a great experience and it's stressing you out like let it go like Mm -hmm. this is just it's too precious of a time because when I look back on Skylar, I think I pushed it probably a month too much where like I really wasn't that happy that month, you know? The thing I always think about too is like this is your what like we're not going to get the opportunity to be a mom of these tiny little humans again. So do you want to spend that being miserable and exhausted? And, you know, people don't exactly. think about the mom's well-being as being important. It's the most important thing. Exactly. Like if I think back to having Skylar, if I stopped a month earlier and there had no attachment to like switching to formula, like I I would have had so much more free time, so much more joy with her, so much less stress on my body, so much better, you know, mental space to just like be loving mm-hmm. and like enjoy the experience. And so I think the second I stopped breastfeeding and we went like at, you know, four and a half months, I was like, I, by six months, I just was in love with like being a mom mm-hmm. because like my body was healing. It was, you know, it was getting stronger. I wasn't dealing with any of the breastfeeding and like, 
you could just focus on like feeling like you're getting your life back, yeah. you know, and, and being a happy mom. I mean, it makes all the difference. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. So one of the things we said we were going to talk about today was filling your cup as a mom, which I love this topic. Was that something that you felt you did right from the beginning or was it something that you had to learn to do as your kids got older? Like what did that look like for you? I think what's interesting is, so I have my own business, so I'm used to being a CEO, even though I 
I still like get my hands dirty in the business every day. You have a team, you are supported. If you need something, I can tell the president of my company, hey, can you handle this, this, this? You know, when you become a mom, you become the caretaker. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, yes, you're the one in charge, but you're really, when a baby is young, like just cleaning up, you know, keeping a schedule, making sure everyone's happy. Like it's just a reverse role where like, you know, you don't have help. Like you are the one doing everything and it's, it's kind of thankless, right? Because, you know, yeah, no one, you know, the opposite of, it's yeah. just assumed. It's like, yeah, you, you decide to have a baby now take care of it. And you're like, okay, but like, I have no time to take care of myself. So I think that it was such a big, like learning for me to, to, to really like sit in that mother seat. And I think with Skylar, I it was the first time I was like, let me just try this out and see how hard it is and where I need help. And my husband is a really great partner. Like he definitely wanted to be a dad. He's very hands-on, but I still feel like moms always have to do more. And just, mm-hmm. there's more like intuition. So with our first kid, I think, you know, I started, I, you know, we just tested it out. Like, okay, where, where are the spots that are like hard? And I think that like, you know, I had trouble like hearing her cry. So when we, when we were dealing with like sleep training and things like that, I was like, Greg, you need to, you need to handle sleep training. Yeah. Like, this is like an evolutionary like, thing, right? Like mom's cortisol yes. rises much more. My husband is unaffected my by my child is, crying. Oh, thank you. Unaffected. He's like, Lauren, of course she's going to cry. There's nothing else she can do. And I'm like, my heart and like yeah. brain. The and world like, is ending. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So I was like, you handle that. I've done everything else, right? And so I think just starting to realize like where are the things that like, he can, how can I separate things so that he can be doing his fair share and it's not all on me. And then in filling my cup, like, I think, again, it's so different for everyone, but it's the most important thing. I am so passionate about like you feeling your best. Cause at the end of the day, like what moms mostly just want to do is like give to their family and make sure everyone is happy and healthy. And so like, if you fill up mom's cup, like she's gonna be in a great mood and like be able to do all of these amazing things for the family and friends and everything like that. But if her cup isn't full, like, you know, it becomes miserable, yeah. you know? So I just think like we need to be selfish about filling up her cup, whatever that is for you. And like, for me, it's like, I need to work out. I need like an hour alone a day. I need to be able to have like some fun dinners with friends. I need to have like a trip on the books planned in the future. I need to be working. Like I love my business. I love feeling like I have something growing that's exciting outside of home. Outside of the home. Uh, exactly. That's what I always say. Like have a life outside of family life and otherwise, that's okay. Yes. You're living. Uh, otherwise I feel like you, jo- you, if you get all of your joy from, from other people, like, you know, it's it, then, then I think sometimes you can have weird expectations of them or you're just like living vicariously through other people versus like you know, knowing that you are a human with like, you have, you're multifaceted, you can be a mom and other things. And my mom was a entrepreneur and very busy. Like, you know, she was running her own company, but as a little kid, I remember just being impressed with that. Like it really helped inspire me, you know, and I was proud of her. And so I just think like, we also don't need to be guilty, feel Mm. guilty as moms to like have, you know, interests and responsibilities outside of the home, because actually that could be like such, as long as when you come home, you know, you are committed and loving and, you know, you are a mom when you're home. Like, I think like there are amazing inspiration and role models that you can, you know, build by, by having a great life outside the home. So filling your cup, so passionate about it, whatever that is for you, 
just like look within what fills your cup, what makes you happy, what makes you feel your best. Like this morning I got to sleep in and my husband like took care of the kids. Like just that, like I came down, I have so much energy. I feel great. Like I'm like, I have so much to give because like, you know, I'm not depleted. Mm, Yeah. Being depleted. And I often think sometimes people become, or you become a mom and it's this like, go, 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 go. And never do people sit and actually think about what makes me happy. What did I used to do before becoming a mom that filled my cup that now I'm not able to do? There's so many moms that message me that are like, I used to paint all the time. Mm -hmm. I used to, whatever it may be, ride horses. You know, you had all these interests. And then because we're the ones giving birth and then being in recovery in Canada, like we take a long maternity leave. It's easy for you to lose that part of yourself, whereas your partner is just like moving on with their life. Totally. Like Like back to work two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, I think there are some some moms that, that do love that and like, you know, they want to be home with their kids. And and like, I definitely have friends that had like high powered jobs and they had kids and they were like, you know, I just kind of, I don't want to go back to work. Like that kind of work. You know, I want to stay home. I want to raise my kids. And they're totally happy. And that's awesome. But I know myself and like, I love the confidence and intellectual stimulation and challenge and knowing and interests. Like mm-hmm. I just have more interests than just my kids or my family. And again, I think it's like, it's really healthy also for kids to be exposed to different people. Like, I love that my kid also has a nanny and like, you know, is learning Spanish and, you know, just being exposed to different people because it's, it's, I find it is too much stress, especially Skylar, our two and a half year old. Like she just has such stranger danger. She wasn't exposed. She was exposed to, it was COVID too, but she was exposed to our nanny, but like not enough people, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just feel like sometimes it can shelter you know, a kid if they're like only in a small circle too. I used to get the comment like, why did you have a kid if you're just going to send him off to daycare? And I was like, you know what? Like the fact that he is building these really special relationships with his teachers at school, like that's amazing to me. Oh my God. I I, I didn't know anything about daycare, nanny or whatever. And it was COVID. So I was happy that we just had someone we trusted coming into our home every mm-hmm. day. But I look at our second kid maybe differently. Like I'm like, maybe we should send her to daycare like sooner. You know, I don't know what we'll do, but I just know that like Skylar now, she, at the end of this month, she's going to go to preschool and I cannot wait. It's a full day. It's like That's nine to five. You I, just wait. It is the best. And they turn in to a little like, they person. develop like, whew. totally. Yeah. Like I, she's so bored of like the park and being home and like the little classes we put her in that are only like an hour, you mm-hmm. know? So I know she's going to thrive. Like she's social. She wants to be around kids. She wants to have like new experiences every day. And so I can't believe, like, I don't want to keep her in the house. Like, I, I get her out as soon as possible. So she's totally ready now. And maybe we'll send Ray, like, sooner, you know, if she seems ready too. So plus, like, women have to, people have to work, you know, mm-hmm. or whether they have to financially or they want to, you know. What are you going to do? Like, a kid, I think, I think it's so important for kids to, as long as they're in a safe, stimulating environment, you yeah. know. Okay, I'm going to switch gears. I was reading your bio on the website and it mentioned that you had cancer in your early 20s and that this was a little bit of a catalyst for you starting your business, Sweet Lorenz, which we're going to get into. But I wanted to hear 
that part of your story and how that inspired you to start this business. Absolutely. So it's Sweet Lauren's. Sweet Lauren's. So, sorry, Sweet Lauren. Lauren. Did I say Lauren? Lauren. Everyone, some people this say like, Sophia Lauren. I think she just I come from Canada, that, though. Don't worry. So <laughs> I say things funny. Don't worry. It's Sweet Lauren. Sweet Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yes, it's definitely the catalyst of why I started the company. So I grew up in New York. I went to school, college in California, USC. And then right after I graduated, a couple months after, I felt like the lymph nodes in my neck got really swollen. I went to the doctor. The last thing you would ever expect when you're 22 years old, you know, he was like, you either have nothing at all or Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I didn't even Google Hodgkin's because I just like couldn't even fathom having cancer. But they had to do a biopsy. They found out it was cancer. I had to go through six months of chemo. And thankfully, I was cured, but it it just changed my life. I felt like someone in their 60s or something, you know, even though I was 22. I just wasn't like mindless. Like, let's just go out and drink and party and like date. And I just, I was more serious. And I really appreciated health above everything and life. And I just was like, I got to figure out how I turn this crazy negative like nightmare that it felt like I went through into like the best, most positive thing. And so that was just my mindset. Like I was like, I have to find a way because I don't want to be, feel bruised or like scarred for the rest of my life. Like I want to feel like we all get dealt certain hands, but like, how do I make this into like my best life ever? And so I started to take cooking classes and study nutrition because I was like, food to me was just mm. the most important thing. And my doctor did not talk about nutrition. And we're not taught nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. And this was also 15 years ago. Like, like it just, it, the natural food industry is just wasn't not, as big as it is now. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was like so niche and like hippie, you know, then. And so I really felt like I had to be my own doctor. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out what foods work for me. I think food just, it starts with food for me because like, that's how, that's our energy. Like, how do we get energy? And I just started to feel so sensitive when I was going through treatment that like, when I ate packaged processed foods, I did not feel good. I did not have high energy. I was not thinking positively. So I was like, I don't want, this is crap. Like I don't want any of that in my body. So I started to study nutrition and just study more natural oils. There are different types of flowers out there, different types of salts, sugars. Like what are the best kind for you? How do you get the cleanest version? And then I started to take cooking classes because I was like, if food doesn't taste good, no one's going to eat it. So mm -hmm. how do I start making these healthy ingredients taste great so that I can be a great like home cook for the rest of my life? So I became good at cooking, you know, salads, grains, proteins, but I have a huge sweet tooth. And I was like, there is nothing like besides like dark chocolate and like almonds or like dates that like I could eat on the market. And that's what like really inspired me. I was like, I have to find a way to make a delicious warm chocolate chip cookie but like as wholesome, as unprocessed, as clean as possible. And it just wasn't being done. And so I just jumped into like natural ingredients and just played around with a million recipes. And then when I saw the reaction of friends and family eating it, you know, like I knew they weren't just trying to be nice, you know, like they like genuinely were like, can I buy some from you? Like, this is amazing. Of course I would feed this to my kids over what's on the shelf. Mm. And like, of course I don't want processed foods. It's just, that's what's convenient. And I got really obsessed with like the packaged food industry because I was like, people are going to buy what's convenient. Moms are busy and don't, it's very hard to make all this stuff from scratch. It's hard to come up with these recipes. It's it's exhausting to clean up your kitchen. 
And also no one wants like 25 cookies sitting around every time you yes. bake. So like it just all inspired me to create this Sweet Lauren's, which became, we're now the number one natural cookie dough brand and package it with like 12 portions inside the package. So when you open it up, you could make one or two, even in your toaster oven. And that way you don't have to like have a million cookies sitting around all the time. And that way you don't have to clean up anything. And so over time I made the recipe gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, plant-based. Everything's non-GMO. Everything's whole grain. It's just like as like the highest quality chocolate, like just as delicious, but unprocessed as possible so that really everyone can eat it. You know, so you can just pull it out of the freezer, take like so two. So it's sold refrigerated. Refrigerated. So it's sold refrigerated. You can keep it frozen, but it's sold in the refrigerated cookie dough section, like right next to like, you know, the conventional cookie dough that's on the shelf. And yeah, you just open up the package. There's like 12 portions in there and you, it's safe to eat raw as well. So if you just want to like grab one or two portions to eat raw, go for it. If you want to throw it onto a cookie sheet or like even air fry it, it's like in less than 10 minutes, you have like a gooey warm cookie. And then you can just throw the rest back in the fridge. You can put it in your freezer too. It's, so it's just ultimate convenience. And a lot of moms, a lot of breastfeeding moms, because we're like soy-free, dairy-free, egg-free, there's a lot of moms that like, I've been like, you've gotten me through breastfeeding, you've gotten me through pregnancy, mm. you've gotten me through, because it's like a great pick-me-up snack, you know, when you need yeah. that, like just something delicious and like safe. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. So before we started recording, you blew my mind because I was like, there's no way this is in Canada. And you said that it is in Canada. So half my listeners are in Canada. Okay, this is good because like we really haven't reached a lot of – like I've never – I don't think being on on like a Canadian podcast or something. So we're in – we're sold refrigerated 
in the refrigerated cookie dough section of all Loblaws and Whole Foods and request us at your local grocery store as well if we're not there yet because we definitely want to be in as many stores as possible in Canada. We've obviously focused on the U.S. first, but we've been in Loblaws for over three years. Like this blows my mind. And so it's in the, like, is it where the ice cream would be? No, or? it's refrigerated. So, oh my God, I can't get that. I know, I know, I know. Okay. It's sold refrigerated. So it's like probably there is like a cookie dough section in all Loblaws that's sold refrigerated, not frozen. And, you know, it has like the Loblaws like private label brand cookie dough in okay. there. And I think it has. I don't know, a couple a couple things, but it's probably near like your eggs or your butter, like when I get home baking section. I am on a mission and I'm gonna I'll probably videotape my mission. Please do to this. go find it. I want and then make them at home. I want real deal yeah. footage, real honest feedback. But like, yes, I'm yeah, and our packaging is bilingual. Like I love that. It's really cool. That must have been a bitch to deal with though. It's a bitch because <laughs> our packaging is so busy. And then I had to do everything in French and English. I'm like, how the hell are we gonna fit all this in? Yeah. But somehow it like works. Yeah. It works. So yeah. And there's what's interesting about Canada is that there's in the US, there's like there's 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 a bunch of like natural brands. They're much smaller than us, but mm-hmm. there are some other natural brands kind of in our section. In Canada, it's literally there's no one. It's like private label. Never like heard of it before. Pillsbury, like I've never and heard like this option. Orange. Yeah. yeah. So like it's pretty cool that we're the brand that's like woman owned, all natural, that's broken into like mass supermarkets throughout all North America now. Okay. I love this. I'm very excited. <laughs> you have to go. You have to tell me. I was like, there's sure. no way. Can I bring it home? Like yeah. I cannot believe it's in Canada. I know. I brought you some cookie dough and I was like, I don't even know if she can, whatever, but you, yeah. can, you can try it. We'll, we'll bring it back to the hotel. Yeah. Don't worry. It will be consumed. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. So to finish, I listed off some quick questions for you. I thought they'd be fun to go over. Well, this one's not as fun, but mom guilt. Do you ever experience this? And if you do, what is it usually about? It's so silly, but like sometimes when I, I know I want to work out, like I know I want my one hour away from everyone where like I get to sweat it out and get endorphins. But like my husband's like playing with our daughter or something and they're like having fun. I feel I You feel like you have to be there. I feel I feel bad that I'm missing out on those like fun memories. I feel like and, and granted, like two seconds before I went to work out, I'm exhausted. I've been with like hanging out with the kid for a while. Like I'm like ready for a break. But like, like second I'm gone, it's like, I'm like, wait, well, I, I want to be there. Like you guys are like having fun and, you know, I, I want to be there for you. There's that. There's also, you know, times that I'm like on a call or like trying to write an email and my daughter wants to play and, you know, the work from home thing, especially with like a new baby, like I have an office that's kind of like, I call it like my tree house. It's like above the garage. It's it's away, but I'm not really in there right now because, you know, I'm constantly feeding a baby or pumping or whatever. And so my two and a half year old, when she comes home because she's not in preschool yet, you know, she sees me, she wants to play. And then, you know, just trying to explain to her. They don't understand. My son's almost five yet. and he he doesn't get it. Okay. And, but it's the... Wow. I cannot be productive and like fully mindful in what I'm doing unless I am completely removed Mm -hmm. from where my son is. Mm -hmm. But then it's, it's like a blessing, but it's also a curse because now with technology, you can get work done quickly while you're with your child, but then you feel guilty because you're on your phone, like writing an email or doing something. And they're like, what are you doing? And now I'm like, okay, fuck. Like what's worse? Me completely leaving and 
getting work done or like trying to do both. It's like this balance. Totally. And then I feel the hard part is this age, this young age where like they don't fully understand. So even though you try to explain like, okay, mommy's working or just give me a second or no, you can't type on the computer right now or I can't show you a video of animals or whatever mm. she's asking. It's like, it, it's just hard because I don't want to raise my voice. I don't want to get upset. Like that, that doesn't help a two and a half year old who is just trying to understand the world, you know? Yeah. So, and it's easier that, because my, my husband, it's like, daddy's going to work. He physically goes leaves. to work. He understands that. Yeah. I like, go, oh, where's daddy? He's at work. Right. Whereas like me, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get work done. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. You're fucking playing on your phone, bitch. Right, right. Like- <laughs> exactly. You're still on Instagram. I know yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. No, I, I hear that. So yeah, I think, I think there is guilt in just that like, I don't know how to be a perfect mom. Like I like even, you know, nobody is. Nobody and of course yeah. no one is, but like you're like it's it's interesting cuz obviously as kids get older things change, but our daughter right now the two and a half year old like, you know, she'll freak out. Like we were at our cousin's house and she saw their toothbrushes and wanted to brush her teeth with their toothbrush. Okay? So I say to her, "Of course, Skylar, it's not your toothbrush. Can't can't do that. Like come, let's take a shower. We just like went for a swim." freak out, full-on meltdown because she couldn't, you know, use someone else's toothbrush. Then I'm exhausted. I'm upset. I'm at the end of my rope. Then like, you know, I start to raise my voice. And that's where I find this guilt of just like, I don't know how to handle this situation perfectly. Mm. I don't know how to manage all of my emotions. I'm exhausted. How to, how to be perfectly appropriate for every age in every situation. You know, I'm not, I haven't studied, you know, child psychology. I'm not a teacher. So I think like, there's just, there's just like, God, like, in those moments, I'm always like, this is temporary. Yeah. Just make it through this yes. little situation. And then... And with her, what we've realized is like, honestly, she just needs a distraction. Like, yeah. Like me trying to explain... 100%. It's explain distracting the whole thing. at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Explain the whole thing. Again, she can't fully understand. So mm-hmm. it's just like like rising above and being like, Lauren, this is ridiculous about a toothbrush. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like let's do something funny and make her laugh, you know? And then just kind of trying to completely change the scenario. But... Okay, my next question. Yes. You have to be a contestant or like a person on a reality TV show. Which show are you going on? I probably would go on like the baking. Like, Oh, it's too easy. (laughs) It's too easy. I think I could be good at Survivor. Like I think I could. I could handle that. Um, It's like my worst nightmare. But it's – yeah, it's kind of my worst nightmare. Okay, so like the the if like I had baking to, but some competition, food, yeah, like I just think there's no one on those baking competitions that actually bakes naturally or like is known for gluten free vegan or something. Like everything's just the same ingredients, conventional ingredients all the time. So I do think it would be cool to be able to like showcase that. showcase that and be like, actually, there there are like other ways to bake and other ingredients. Okay, you're a contestant on Master Chef. What are you making, Gordon Ramsay? I'm probably making him. A new cookie recipe. Oh, I love this. Yes. I would make him something from my air fryer. What would you make? <laughs> my specialty is yeah, potato specialty? fries in the air fryer. My husband's like, I don't think they have air fryers on MasterChef. <laughs> like, no, they, 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 oh, they have like a kitchen, like yeah. every gadget. Hold on, but what do you put on these sweet potato fries to So make I them cut special? them up into like the fry shape. And I, I learned this from Caroline, who's in studio right now. Anywho, she mixes them in coconut oil. Like you okay. just take like a spoonful of coconut yeah, oil, yeah, put yeah. salt and pepper. It's the best. And then you put them in the air fryer for like 25 minutes. And do you, do you have them 
the fries touch each other or they all have to be kind of separated? I have this like special rack in the air fryer that has layers on it so you can layer them. Okay, cool. But yeah, they are kind of touching. And that's all right. But it's just the coconut oil See? on the sweet potato fries yes. is incredible. Incredible, totally. I think coconut oil works so well. Again, like different healthier types of oils to cook with. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it doesn't always have to be like olive oil. Yeah, coconut oil works really well on like butternut squash too. Mm. Okay, yeah. next question. If you weren't doing sweet lachens, <laughs> what would you be doing? See, my two like big interests are business and health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So it would be something else in that realm. I was a yoga instructor like at the be before I started Sweet Lawrence and then the early days of Sweet Lawrence, I was still teaching yoga to like make money because Sweet Lawrence wasn't making money at the time. I could see like building a brand around like, I don't know, yoga studios, like saunas, nutrition. I don't know. Do you They're, do cold plunges? I I don't have a cold plunge, uh -huh. but I've done them. And like I do take like cold showers. Okay. Um, but I love – like I love the hot and then I love, you know. I want to be I, a I person know, that has a cold plunge. Yeah, you can get like – there are simple ones to get. You don't yeah. have to get all fancy. Or you just take a freezing shower for I've like two I've been doing minutes. that lately. Okay, I love good. it so much. Good. Yeah. It just like wakes you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The endorphins and everything. Okay. Last question. Okay. You can spend 24 hours any way that you want. What are you doing in this 24 hours? Does that include like the airplane ride? You can do anything. I, I mean, it's… You could like teleport to where you want to be. I think I would just like teleport to like a safari and just be as far away or Japan. Like I just, there's so much of the world to see that is so adventurous and fun. Yeah. I would teleport to like someplace magical and just have like such a fun adventure. And remember that like there's an amazing, huge world out there beyond like what's inside my home. That is so much better than what I would say. What would you say? I don't know. Probably like, like go to a spa. Yeah. Like a hotel and chill and watch and Netflix. Like <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> Okay. So tell everybody, especially now that I know you're in Canada, tell everybody where they can find your product, about your website. And then you guys also have a really cute social media account. Awesome. So you can find out everything about Sweet Lauren's on our website. It's sweet, S-W-E-E-T-L-O-R-E-N-S.com. And then follow us on social media at Sweet Lauren's. And on our website, you can put in your zip code. And then like our store locator will show where near you we're sold. Again, we're sold in the refrigerated cookie dough section, not frozen. Where in the U.S.? Is that like Whole and Foods? In, in and the U.S., yeah. We're in all Whole Foods. We're in Target, Kroger, Publix, Wegmans, Stop and Shop. Oh, my God. You're you know, crushing Ralph's. it. We're, we're in almost all major supermarkets. And if our supermarket doesn't carry you, please request us at your supermarket because that's really how they bring in products. So I can't wait for you guys to try it. We also ship from our website. So in case you don't live close to a store or it's someone's birthday or someone just gave birth or whatever, you know, mm. it's an awesome present. You can order online at sweetlawrence.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was thank lovely you so to meet you. so much for having me. I'm so happy. I just think moms rule the world. They really do. 100%. And like, and I also think that if you are a mom who wants to be an entrepreneur or start a business, I just feel like moms have that, like that, that caretaking, I will win, I will protect instinct. Multitask. And multitask extreme. And when they love something, they just love it with their whole heart. And so anyway, to any mom out there who wants to be in business or start something, I just think you know, if you love being a mom, then I think, you know, you have what it takes. 
to give, protect and grow something. Give birth to a business. Yeah, exactly. And then help <laughs> it's a, it. It's an easier recovery. It yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>